Welcome to Run On, the podcast dedicated to providing listeners with unique and informative perspectives as we talk to runners who use running as a platform to inspire and advocate for personal well-being. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Run On. I'm your host, Ken, and I've got a great show lined up for you today. The topic we'll be discussing today is goals, and how setting goals can have a profoundly positive impact on our running as well as our personal well-being along the way. To help explore this topic, I wanted to bring a guest on board whose goals are a direct example of how running can be used as both an outlet to manage and speak about personal well-being. Today's guest, Anil Tarati, couldn't be more suited to this topic. Anil is using his own running journey as a platform to raise money, awareness, and instigate conversations that directly approach how we think and discuss men's well-being. We'll get back to Anil's story in a second, but first, I just wanted to think about our reasons for running. Why do we run? What's your motivation? No matter if you're new to running or a seasoned veteran, running's driven by goals. Whether it's meeting a physical objective or a desire to conquer a specific distance or time, Maybe you're embracing the social aspect of running, or maybe you're using running as an outlet and a way of doing a self-check-in on your own personal well-being. It may be a combination of some, if not all these things. Our personal goals are what drives us forward, and that's what keeps us running. When I first heard Anil's story, I was inspired by his determination to use running as a way of discussing men's well-being. His journey also had me asking, what are the benefits to our well-being when we go about setting running goals? To help answer this question, I looked at a comprehensive analysis in the International Review of Sports and Exercise Psychology, which looked at 27 different studies into running's effect on our emotional and psychological state, establishing that process goals, goals that follow specific action, are highly effective in boosting participant self-confidence, reducing stress, and lead to a much higher level of well-being. In general, running plans lend themselves to these processes. Things like marathon plans, and programs like, say, Couch to 5K, will follow set daily and weekly processes to help you meet your goals. The more I looked into it, the evidence stacked up and suggested an overwhelmingly positive connection between running and well-being, and it increased dramatically when you follow a process where the journey becomes an important part of the end goal. And this is why I wanted to talk to my guest today. What are his processes? How do they shift? How do they change? How do they stay the same? And what motivates him? Anil Tarati, today's guest story, publicly began in November 2022 with a goal of running 465 kilometers within the month to raise money and awareness for the Movember Foundation. Anil's journey was championed by several news outlets, including the London Daily News and even an appearance on GB News. For his efforts, Anil was awarded the UK's 2023 Movember Foundation's Going the Distance Award to acknowledge his month of running and achieving his inspirational goal. This year, Anil's at it again, and he's set himself an even bigger goal of 600 kilometers this month with a desire to challenge himself and continue positive conversations surrounding men's well-being. Now sit back and relax and enjoy a very candid conversation with Anil as he opens up about his varying processes and goals as his preparation for November 2023 begins to ramp up.
And Neil, welcome. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you for um, wanting to catch up on this, actually. I'm super excited. That's great to hear. I'm glad you're with me today. Now, before we get started, I'm going to talk to you about your running journey and where you've been over the last couple of years. Your achievements of running 465 kilometers last November, as well as the goal you've set for yourself this November of running 600 k's, all in the name of men's well-being and for the Movember Foundation. So before we get started, where did your running journey begin? Yeah, so uh, it's quite interesting. I think my my running journey's been, I think, building for a little while. I've been kind of used to run even in my kind of early 20s, but it was just, you know, for fitness reasons, um, I wasn't that seriously into it. Um, but I think over the last kind of four, maybe five years, it's just become more of a thing. So I started doing a few park runs. I think trying to do, um, five Ks was my thing. Um, and then clearly I think through COVID, it really started to ramp up. And, um, I know that, you know, there was restrictions all around the world, obviously in London, um, and in the UK, we had a one hour time limit, how long you could go out for. Mm -hmm. So I basically started, um, trying to run for 30 minutes as far away from home as I could and then really try and just make it back. Um, so yeah, I guess, and then it's just evolved into trying to run a little bit longer and, and kind of build it from there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you're, you've, you've definitely um, gone a bit further than 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, how important is it for you to have a goal in mind when you do run? Look, I'm, I kind of flex on my goals, to be really honest. I, I think also I've realized just to keep things kind of without wanting to push yourself too much, but still getting a good amount of enjoyment and a good amount of like fitness and headspace, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I've tried to break this down into a few aspects now. So I have weekly targets that I like yeah. to try and hit yeah. in terms of running. So, and that's not like a hard and fast rule. It's now a bit of a range. So I run anywhere between like 40 kilometers to 70 kilometers a week. So if I feel like on a particular week, I'm not feeling great or if I'm busy or I'm tired, whatever, it might be 30, 40 kilometers. Yeah. And if I'm feeling great and I have time, um, you know, I'll try and push myself to closer towards 70. So that's like my short-term goals week on week. Um, so it still gives me a good build up um, for the month. So I might do somewhere between like 150 to 250 kilometers a month of running, which I know sounds like a lot, but you know, when you do break it down, that my 40 kilometer weeks are almost just doing, you know, a 120 K and a couple of 10 Ks or something like that. Um, in terms of long-term goals, I, I previously never used to have anything. And I think this is where particularly doing November last year, I felt like I was leading up to something big and I quite like that feeling. So mm. I now try and sign up for a half marathon, even if it's just a race that's in the de- uh, in the diary that I know I'm kind of targeting towards. Um, strangely enough, I actually have a race tomorrow, um, but I'm not 100%. I've got a bit of a knee niggle at the moment. Yeah. So it's, you know, I've kind of shifted it to say, I'm just going to enjoy the run and I'm going to finish it. And I've got a bunch of friends that are doing it. Yeah, yeah. Versus if I felt like I was in full health, full fitness, I'd probably be like, right, let me try and push myself a little bit more. So I think it's important to have goals in terms of running, but I also feel like it's important to have the right expectations of your yeah. goals. Is it achieving it in a particular way? It shouldn't be at a detriment of you know your physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, I really try and balance it to be like, yeah, it's obviously making me healthier but also it's helping me create some headspace and just yeah. uh, some time away from work or, you know, home or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but just, yeah, it's trying to find that balance now yeah. going forward as well for me. 
so so the process and the goal is flexible and it it goes exactly. with your your everyday life yeah. and 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 yeah exactly at the time yeah i definitely have stepped away from like the goals that are truly measurable i guess in terms of okay i'm going to try and do a 10k and i'm going to do this particular time i i I think i've done one timed 5k this year and it's just because i i actually felt like i was physically in a really good spot so i was like let me try and bosh out a really quick run um but outside of that yeah there was no other reason to and i try not to do any like longer runs where i'm like okay let me try and get it done in x time so i think it's more just like a f- feel and then you know just kind of try and get some distance under my belt yeah. really yeah okay we'll start with your november 2022 goal so yeah. um just walk us through it like there would have been some pretty hard days there would have been some good days i'm sure um so yeah as, soon as you got longer into the journey where the recovery time was a, a lot tighter and um and yeah. i guess there was probably maybe a lack of sleep at times or or just when your headspace was maybe um, you know wavering a little bit, like um, yeah, yeah, how was it? Like I'm sure it shifted day to day. Yeah, so so just to um, create a little bit of context on on the Movember side. So last year when I did the 465, I did it in one kilometer increment. So it was basically one yeah. k day one, two k day two, three k's all the way to thirty. Yeah. Um, so that last nine. 10 days was basically back-to-back half marathons yeah, plus yeah. a little bit more every day. Um, and to your point, I think, you know, there were some days where actually the first 15 days were pretty okay. I think mm. in my head, even going into it, I always knew I'd probably get to like 12 to 15 okay. Um, but then it really does start to creep up on you in terms of I was still working full-time. I didn't have that much um downtime obviously if i had a bad night's sleep it would immediately impact me the next day mm-hmm. um unfortunately weather in london at that time of the year is not as nice it is yeah. <laughs> as it is in melbourne yeah. um so you know getting up at five getting out of the house by five thirty, it's minus two degrees um it's cold i'm running by the canal it's still dark mm-hmm. the sun doesn't come up till kind of you know six forty five seven is yeah. when you just start seeing some light so that it's quite, it was quite challenging that first part where I was, um, you know, cr- trying to create some motivation to get out to run, but yeah. then having to battle almost every element. I had to run by myself to start with, mm-hmm. to even if I had to go meet someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cold, it was dark, it was, you know, I was obviously tired, I was fatigued. I, it was all that sort of stuff that I had to work through. But I think one of the things that I did fairly well is um, I just broke it, broke my longer runs down mentally into shorter compartmentalized runs almost. So I knew that like, right, I'm going to leave the house. I'm going to go meet my friend. That's six kilometers. Yeah. So it's like, I'll get that done in mm-hmm. 30 minutes and I'm going to meet someone. And then it's like, right. And then I'm going to run with my friend for 10. And then I'm like, okay, that's the next part of my run. Yeah. And then when I leave him, I'm going to run five Ks back. And for me, that was my 21 K day basically done. So, even breaking down the longer runs into three parts of that yeah. run really helped. Um, it would help me kind of reset every part of that um, yeah. run almost as well. So, yeah, there were definitely some some tough days. I'll never forget. I think day 29, I didn't <laughs> – Sam and I, my friend who ran, we didn't talk yeah. at all. <laughs> it was just like – it was that miserable rain all the whole run. And, um, you know, I, I think there was just a little bit of – 
persistence and perseverance as well that you have to dig deep and just kind of keep going as well. So yeah, yeah. There, there were some quite interesting days. Yeah, I'm sure there were. I must have heard people um, break their long runs down into park runs, so uh, half marathons yeah. for park runs. I thought that's a yes, good idea. Exactly. You raised a good point then too, actually, um, is the public response was, was pretty good and you did have people join you on your run. So um, I'm sort of, how did that make you feel just knowing people were behind your goal and behind yeah. um, what you were trying to achieve and in the name of like men's uh, wellbeing and things like that? Yeah. Like, like yeah. That, did that really help you get to the end of the month? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, look, firstly, I, I was really, really surprised that how many people kind of got behind it. I think um, there's an element of, uh, I don't think I was asking for anything. Obviously, I wasn't, I was try, not trying to make money or anything like that. It was just genuinely something that I was trying to put myself out there to one, have conversations about men's health, well being, kind of, um, you know, what people were going through, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, actually, I had maybe two or three friends who who were like, yep, I'll run with you. So yeah. I think as soon as I started talking to more and more people about it, I was just amazed at how many people not wanted to jump on this to to support, but also because they really connected with it themselves, mm-hmm. whether they were going through some stuff themselves, yep. they had partners, family that you know, that previously um, associated, you know, some of these things with, et cetera. So I just felt like I was able to create very personal relationships with every yeah. single person that ran and, you know, having only two or three people when I first put the challenge out there to having run with about 45 people through the oh, month wow. was quite phenomenal. I think, yeah. um, you know, that basically meant I had company every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think two days out of or three days out of the 30 i by choice ran by myself just because of logistics and and in particular the last day i wanted to run by myself to really kind of just really soak it in for myself i wanted that one day to be a reflection of Mm -hmm. what i had achieved over the last uh kind of 29 days of running prior to that but um yeah i think also just the not just the public response but i think also the energy that people created for me um and as I was saying, you know, when I broke my runs down into shorter runs, every time I met with someone, it was almost like new energy, new conversation, connecting with that person. Um, even if I was feeling really tired, it was brilliant that I could just chat to this person and they would almost lift me a little bit more um, kind of emotionally and, you know, help me forget my physical state almost to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, good distraction. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes... Yeah, you just chat and you realize time kind of does fly. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that was outside of covering the kilometers and creating the conversation mm-hmm. around, um, you know, well-being. I think mm-hmm. the big thing for me was the amount of people I connected with as well and, and just helped me shift my thought process on running as well a lot. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, well, you're doing it again. <laughs> but this mm. time, so 600 kilometers. So um, can you explain the format this time? Because you've really changed it up this time, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting because I put a lot of thought into last year's challenge. And I, I think one of the things I realized last year while I was doing the running is that my well-being is actually a journey that I'm going to be on for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be a thing of like, right, I've hit 30 or I've hit 40, I'm, I'm cured. Um, mm-hmm. Hence why I'm doing a 600-kilometer challenge this year, which basically breaks down to 
uh, three day cycles of 10 kilometers, 20 kilometers, 30 kilometers. And then mm -hmm. I'll continue to do 10, 20, 30. And what I'm trying to represent and create a conversation around is um, well-being in my teens, in my 20s and in my 30s yep. um, and really talk about it as a journey. I think yep. the evolution of one, how you deal with things yourself, what mm -hmm. you learn, how people are around you, et cetera, is really what I want to um, have a conversation around. And I think one of the big things for me this year that I want to also highlight is um, people, I think we're, look, there's less of a taboo now than there was five years ago and 10 mm -hmm. years ago. I think yeah. there's still a lot we can do, but people are more likely to reach out to family, et cetera, about things I've got going on now than they used to. But how ready are those people to have those conversations? Mm -hmm. And I think what I'd like to challenge people to do is, um, you know, if someone came up to you and said, hey, I've got some challenges that I'm going through, whether that's, you know, well-being, whatever, how equipped do you feel to have that conversation? Yeah, fantastic. You know, and um, I think that is really, really important. Opening up is one aspect, but I think pe having people ready to support you mm -hmm. um, is really important. You're obviously opening up quite a vulnerable topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think creating that open conversation is important, but how do we support that? ongoing conversation is also uh, very pertinent at the moment. So yeah, hence why I'm doing this uh, journey, sort of a, um, a challenge this year. So yeah. 600, I'm a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> so I know. let's yeah, see how I go. It's a long way. Um, well, so saying that, like how is the preparation? You're what, two months out now? So yeah. is, there, is there a plan in process this time? Yeah. So I, I think um, I've actually just eased off the running itself. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to um, give my knees a bit of a rest. As I said, I've got a, a little bit of a knee injury that I'm just managing, but it's basically just starting to feel healthy. I'm in the gym three or four times a week at the moment to just help strength and condition more than anything else. I think it's um, my focus is a little bit more like trying to bulletproof my body mm -hmm. for what I'm going to put it through rather than yep. just get the kilometers under the belt. Um, is this a little bit different to the first run with the strength and conditioning or is this? Yeah, I, I was doing a little bit of strength and conditioning, but I was I was also just trying to get the kilometers done because I think previously I'd, I'd never done, you know, I think my the biggest month that I'd had before I did 465 last year was probably about maybe 120 kilometers. So, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was doing close to three and a half times what I'd yeah, ever done before. Yeah, the volume is up. Yeah, exactly. So, but this time I feel like, okay, now my months are around that 200-ish kilometers anyway. I know I've done 465 in a month. I feel quite, I don't want to say confident, but I feel more reassured about the 600 as a target. Um, but I think this year it's really about injury prevention mm -hmm. more than anything else. Um, yeah. Obviously, my goals and my dynamics change as well for the runs. It's never about how quick I'm trying to get it done or yep. anything like that. It's just try and keep my heart rate really low. Um, you know, if I need to stop and have a have a drink or a gel or whatever it is, you know, if I want to take some photos, I do all that sort of stuff. And it's, yep. it's very relaxed mm -hmm. sort of pace that I'm running at. Um, so this year it's really just I'm trying to get on the bike a bit more, keep my cardio up, strength, and then, yep. yeah, I'll try and do a few more runs in October and then really hit the ground running. Fantastic. So from last year, what did you learn? Was it about your body or what did you learn that you can implement this time to succeed? Yeah, I think um, I think definitely listening to my body is is quite an important one. There were a couple of days where I felt 
my left knee was quite bad, which is actually now the persistent injury that I'm managing. Yep. And just easing off, you know, strapping it on the right days, not strapping it, whatever it is, the stretching, all that sort of stuff, just creating a bit of a routine around um, maintenance mm-hmm. is really important rather than like always trying to train to be better. I think sometimes just managing how your body feels is really important. I think I'm going to try and do more of that mm-hmm. this year as well. Um, I think there's a few elements of like general well-being, like mm-hmm. eating well, eating clean, um, you know, drinking lots of water through the day, all these little things. I feel like I almost stumbled upon that last year. Yeah. Um, my personal trainer did let me know like I need to eat X amount of calories because I'm obviously burning a lot. Mm-hmm. But just some little things that I did just by sheer coincidence of, um, you know, drinking lots of electrolytes through the day um, and so on. I think that they're things I'm just going to try and double down on this year because yeah. I think I you really don't have an opportunity to um, slip up on anything, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. if you have one bad night's sleep, yep. you're going to feel it the next day. Your run's rubbish. You don't eat as well. You know, your body doesn't settle. Yep. And then those times just become more and more compressed as well. Mm, okay. So 400 odd kilometers in a month. So coming out of that, yeah. well, what's it like to come out of that into a normal running month? Like Ooh. how's how's the headspace after that? Because there is always that runner's high does have a little bit of a, yeah. I guess, doesn't it? 100%. I actually spoke a lot to my counselor about this last year when I was doing the 465 because it's not just a runner's high. I mean, last year, just to put a couple of things into context, like I had so much media coverage. I think I was in about 70, uh, 70 newslet- newspapers across the UK and Ireland. Mm. Um, I was on national TV, won you know, an award and all these sort of things. There was just so much like attention, um, focus on my challenge that mm. it was also just like a, just a high in general. I was mm. riding this wave of positive energy and you know so much support, um, which is great. Come December 1, I still did another run just because I went and caught up with a friend and called it a cool down run. Yep. But it is basically, it's like you fall off a cliff to some degree. I think emotionally, I felt like I lost quite a bit of um, a bit of a routine because every morning I was getting up at 5, 5.30, out the door, run, work, eat, whatever it is. Then come to December, I like I almost felt like I lost a bit of, purpose if that makes sense like i was so focused and so hyper driven on one thing Mm -hmm. and then i i really questioned like right what next where am i going what am i doing um and as much as people were saying to me like right now you just run 465 kilometers have a break have a couple of weeks chill out yeah exactly give your feet a rest whereas i day december 1st i was already like right what's my next challenge? Mm. You know, I was already in that element because I wanted to keep that level of kind of energy and focus going. And I think it was quite a battle but because I, I I couldn't keep running. Obviously I was quite fatigued and my body just needed to chill. Yep. And then I probably had like a 10 or 15 day window where I, I didn't really do much apart from just go to work and, mm. you know, try and settle into normal life. Yeah, that's very, very tough, man. I don't know how to. Um, I'm, I'm, I am still worried about that this year. Yeah. Although I know that I kind of went through it last year, I, I still don't know how to like 
really, um, it's almost like that come down. How do I kind of taper it down? Yeah. How do I have other things that I can focus on? Um, yeah. So, it, you know, I'm just going to have to take it as it comes and yeah. just, maybe just plan a few short runs with some friends and just like keep some momentum and some rigor. But yeah. Just shorten the goal, shorten the routine and. Exactly. Yeah. It comes out the other end. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Well, that, that's going to be massive. So how can people follow you and support you this year? And um, yeah, where, where can we find you and yeah, what can we I, do to help you? Yeah, I think um, firstly, I would love for people to just follow, you know, what I'm doing on, I've got an Instagram page and a TikTok page, um, which I can share the details with you as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was doing daily posts about who I ran with, what I was speaking about, et cetera. I think that that is probably the most important thing for me. If people are using what I'm doing to create conversation, that's probably the biggest thing I'm after. I think the more people that talk about it, the better. I'm really quite open about, um, you know, what I've been through, what I'm doing to support myself now, kind of creating a bit of that network. I talk about the fact that I see a counselor every week. Um, you know, I'm really trying to break the taboo on a lot of these things mm-hmm. and I cover a lot of this stuff when I run. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, if people just kind of follow my journey, I think that would be um, super helpful. I also would love for people to do, I know especially some of the people that listen to this um, podcast might be international, might be in Australia, et cetera. I'd love for people to do some virtual runs with me um, on any particular day, regardless of if it's one or two kilometers or, you know, five or 10 K, whatever it is. Um, Yeah. Feel free to drop me a message and, you know, I'll, I'll um, post about it. And if there's anything you want to share about what you've thought about on your run as well, that would be, um, that would be amazing. And obviously just to wrap this up, I am raising money for Movember. Um, so you can find me on, on the Movember page. Um, I have quite ambitious goals of how much I want to raise, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, a- any donation will also be very, very much appreciated. Awesome. Thanks so much, Adele. Thanks for spending some time with me and, um, no worries at all. Thanks for um, coming on run on. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. I really hope you enjoyed my chat with Anil today. And don't forget, you can check out, follow and support his journey online. You can find him on Instagram at Horseham and TikTok at Anil Tarati. Also, please check out the show notes for any articles referenced during this podcast. If you like this podcast and would like to see more along the lines of what we've discussed today, Please follow me on Instagram at Run On Wellbeing Podcast or at the website runonwellbeingpodcast.podbean.com. And most of all, take care and run on. Hey.